Ray Chavello, the president and CEO of Collega International and Aveda Canada, is celebrating the 40th anniversary of his career. And just in time for this milestone, Ray has officially launched his philanthropic book of portraits of the children in Madagascar called One Life. I joined Ray for a chat at his one-night-only pop-up gallery in Toronto, where he spoke to me about his successful years in the biz and the power of teaching and giving back. Check it out. So, Ray, congratulations, 40 years. Thank you. Yes. Now, we were just chatting for a brief moment before the cameras were rolling, and you said that you really didn't feel what these 40 years have been like. Talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's hard just to put, you know, a number around uh, a time period and, and say, well, looking back at 40 years or 30 years, because immediately when you do that, you almost signal an ending of something. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a beginning and an end, and, and for me, there's a continuum. So if 40 years have gone by, mm -hmm. and I'm still here with you, and we are still doing good work with this great show that's coming up tonight, yeah. it means that there's a really nice continuum and 40 years, you know, it's really been about learning and about growing mm -hmm. and it's about developing an attitude yeah. versus uh, reaching some kind of goal at the end of 40 years. So, yeah. yeah. But you know, you've got pretty big names associated with your career. You've got Chavello Salon, you've got Collega International, you've got Aveda Canada and you are going in through into a lot of philanthropic work, which we'll talk about. But speak to me about that part of your career. How did it start, and did you really see it coming to this point here? Oh God, no. <laughs> no I don't think anyone does. You know, yeah. I, I think you just wake up every day and you try to do um, your best. And, yeah. and I think from a commitment uh, where you have a great deal of passion each day, and you bring that that self, that that um, authentic self, to your work every day. And you have a, a strong work ethic. You know, it's something that I, when we're talking to a lot of it, 19, 20 year olds today coming into the industry. It's one of the things that we talk a lot about. It's about having this passion, but it's also about having the drive and then combining that with a work ethic. A work ethic, it's a lot yeah. different sometimes than yep. what other people expect. So, you know, I worked, I worked seven days a week and I did that, you know, worked 80, 90 hours a week and I did yeah. that for many, many years and I didn't even realize it took me seven years to realize I hadn't had a vacation. I didn't know, <laughs> but I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything, yeah. you know. So um, I, I think that those uh, outcomes, salons, uh, distribution schools, uh, retail stores, all of those things are byproducts of, of basically coming to work each day to be your best yeah. and then attracting other people who are just like me, who want to do their best every day and make a difference. And so you don't create something like that on your own. It requires a, a whole army of people. And I'm very fortunate. I've attracted a lot of wonderful people that I've had the opportunity to work with over the last 40 years who have mm -hmm. really helped us to become who we are. Yeah. No, let's talk about the education part of things because a lot of people can become experts at what they do. They can become good at what they do, but they don't always have an opportunity to teach their craft, to teach what they know. And that's really been a part of your entire career up until yeah, this point. Right. It's going back to a lot of your philanthropic work, which we'll touch on in a second. But how important was it for you to be able to teach what you know and what you do? It's a great question because, you know, when I started, before I became a hairdresser, I was on my path was to become a school teacher. Ah. So it was already, uh, I think, pre-programmed as part of my DNA. It found its way to you. It did. Yeah. And, and I really wanted to teach because two of my heroes were my grade 8 teacher and my mm -hmm. grade 12 teacher. These guys were amazing men and who really influenced me in a, in a huge way. So I thought I wanted to do the same as them. And, and uh, so uh, after my uh, fourth or fifth year in the hairdressing industry, I was working for John Steinberg in the Rainbow Room, and uh, we had an opportunity for somebody to take over education in the salon, which meant teaching all of these young people. I was already teaching on stage and teaching salon hairdressers yeah. North America-wide, yeah. but I had not taken on a program where you were teaching young people, and so I gladly accepted the role, and, uh, and of course that led to 
all the other teaching opportunities, including global. I was at one point I was the vice president of education for Aveda globally at yeah. one time. So. Uh, we just finished doing a great curriculum, a barbering curriculum. We just finished doing that, and that shot this super, you know, cool digital program teaching young people who have never cut hair how to be a great barber. Yeah, so and digital is the way to go. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, they can, they'll have access 24 hours. They can do, do it as much as they want, as often as they want, when they want. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still very, uh, very committed to the uh, to the learning. I mean, you know, my, my dad. 91 years old, he says, he says, every day is an opportunity to learn something new, every day. He said, if I have one one more breath left, he said, I have one more thing to learn. Yeah. So, well, that's such a beautiful way of looking at life. Yeah, life yeah. is Not learning. just work, but life, yeah. So teaching is learning. Exactly, so this is going perfectly, actually, a perfect segue <laughs> into one life. So you've, you've got this career, and now you're, you've created this book of portraits, you know, from your, your travels and your passion, really, to help the, the children in Madagascar. Talk to me about how you segued into this. This must have been a, a, a little germ of passion just kind of growing in you over the past few years, no? Well, I, was, uh, I started photography um, in high school. Mm -hmm. I used to go to weddings and I was the guy with the Polaroid cameras and for $2, I could take a Polaroid of you and yeah. you would- you About go, two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. Wow. Right? Yeah, and it was, it was my own business. So yeah. I, I used to just go to random. I knew where the, the wedding halls were and I'd just show up <laughs> and try to catch people. i put a suit on. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then I studied properly and, and uh, learned how to you know process film when film was still a big part of what photography was and uh, applied at uh, Ontario College of Art at mm -hmm. one point and thought I would be a photographer and so it was it's always been there and I've always continued to to shoot um, and so you know we had the opportunity to shoot these beautiful children yeah. in, in We're Kenya. Just sitting in front of them right yeah, now. They're yeah, they're gorgeous. I mean, the, these are ones. The, uh, in particular, the, what's special about them? I mean, is the fact that these are, are uh, children who have benefited from the, the work that WaterAid has done, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and you can see they're happy. You can see they're healthy, and, and it's in sharp contrast to those who have not been helped. Mm -hmm. And we visited both. We went to schools where there had, there was no access to water or toilets. Uh, these kids have access to water and toilets and only in the last four years, three, four years, has that been their reality. So you see this difference of healthier looking kids, beautiful kids. And so of course, I mean, you look at their complexion and the beautiful sun and the way the backdrop and yeah. we're able to take, this is not about being a good photographer, this is about just you know, taking yeah. pictures. So. But you know, talk to me about this give back because we spoke about teaching and yeah. being able to share your craft and what you know to, you know, budding students and budding people who want to kind of be in that space. but. You know, to affect the lives and to have a direct impact on the livelihood, the health, and the wellness of these children. Yeah. Talk to me about how that's kind of shaped you as a businessman, as a as a career man, as a teacher. Well, I, I'm of the belief that if you're uh, fortunate enough in this life and you ha you have a leg up, and most of us who are born in this country, we, we pretty much have a, a leg up already on on the rest of the world. And I think you have an obligation, if you do well in life, I think you have an obligation to give back and I, I think they're in giving back and helping genuinely because that's truly what your nature is to do. Mm -hmm. I think it fills you and fulfills you and I think if we look at purpose of life, I think we, 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 we recognize it and it's innate in all of us that at some point in our life there's this urge, this desire, this need to want to help other people. So um, I think, you know, Getting uh, a lot of people together at the same time as we've done here and what we're doing here tonight, uh, and uh, and they are all like-minded, wonderfully created people, creative artists coming together with this incredible passion, doing it all voluntarily. These people are all people who charge a lot of money every day by the minute for their yeah. services, yeah. and they're doing it because they love to share, to teach, 
uh, and they want to make a difference and they want to save lives. And so uh, I think that you can either create the combination of creativity and, and this passion combined with the desire to do well. I think that they're brother and sister. I don't think they're you can't separate, can't separate them. them. I think they're inseparable and I think that's what we're witnessing tonight. Yeah. Well, lastly, if there's any one thing you would want people to take away from the 40 years that you've had in this career so far and 40 more, what would you want them to take away? What have you learned that you think everybody should learn? Um, well, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that were learned. I think that um, uh, I think staying true to to you is probably the one thing that uh, you know, I work on the most, and and uh, in my personal practice is to stay true to me. Don't compare yourself to anybody else, and uh, follow your your dream, and and do it passionately and honestly. And and uh, and, and the universe usually. Um, paves the road for you to, yeah. to, uh, to find you. And, uh, and I think that's the most important thing. I think when you start to chase other people's dreams and I think when you start to compare and judge yourself, I think you get into a lot of trouble and I think you lose yourself. I think it's very important to go home every wow. night and take a few minutes out to say thank you for Gratitude. all the wonderful gifts I have yeah. and the people that love me and, and know that that is such a strong foundation for all of the things that you want to do in life. Well, congratulations. Thank congratulations. you very much. Thank you. What a Pleasure. rewarding and self-fulfilling career. Amazing. Thanks. Yes. Appreciate it.